Stall It with Darren and Joe, a Go Loud original podcast, proudly sponsored by Five Lamps. The beer from Ah Here. Five Lamps is the locally brewed, great tasting beer. Try a local in your local. Get the facts, be drink aware. Visit drinkaware.ie. Would you like to come and stall it? Ah, will you just stall it, look? I'd like to come and stall it. Not really in the mood. Well, come on and bleed and stall it. Yeah, house hatcher. I'm not a house hatcher. We'll stall it for the crack. We're gonna have a laugh. How is it going? Episode 96 of Stall It. You're very welcome. Very welcome indeed. Stall It is a Go Loud original podcast, proudly sponsored by Five Lamps. The, the beer from... Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Lovely L point they do. Yeah. Yeah, go well, I had it the other day, actually. It's good, isn't it? Unreal. You drink it and then you go, ah, yeah. Like, every time I took us up, I was like, did I visit drinkaware.ie or not? And then I, I actually didn't. Oh, this time. I oh, swear, yeah. You didn't? And then I, I went on and I had a look and I was like, because oh, I kind of know it by now, like, yeah. do you know that way? But I always just make sure I didn't miss any small print. But <laughs> on what? Drinkaware.ie. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The website. Yeah. And then you went back to drinking your lovely five lamps. Yeah. Nice. Nice. It's coming into that summer season now, isn't it? Beer garden weather. Yeah. I planted a few flowers I did. Did you really? No. I didn't. That, that was a lie. <laughs> did you ever plant a flower? Yeah. I actually did. <laughs> Imagine him in the garden in his gardening clothes. I planted uh, sunflower seeds when I lived in Eastwall. I planted a few sunflower seeds in the back garden. And even to this day, I'm like, how does that tiny little seed grow into such a massive, massive flower? Like a baby. But it's taller than you, like, it's huge. It's like seven foot tall from a seed. <laughs> but then we were seeds. That's what it says, like a baby. Yeah, we're like little sunflowers. <laughs> What am I saying? Oh. What am I saying? Okay, what's what episode is it? 96. Episode 96. I feel bad for 69 because when you think of 69, you think of the sexual position. But then when you hear of 96, it's the same thing. Just but it doesn't have the sexual connotations. Mm. But it's still a sexual position. When I think of 69, I just think of like, what footballer has 69 on the back of their jersey? And there's no one. There's no one. No. I think of the moon landing. Do you? Yeah. If I read books, I'd think of page 69. What the f- <laughs> 69 red balloons. Not Did a you fan. 69 red balloons. That's 99. Close enough. It is close. Did I get up to what? Anything this week. You know me. I charged the ring doorbell. That's good. And I had it in the sitting room. And I was going live and looking at Frank and calling him. When nobody was there, it's a bit cruel. Like, Do you want something nice? When you mess, will be home in an hour. <laughs> He's like, where's this ghost, Darren Conway? <laughs> this phantom. <laughs> oh my God. I was sitting in my gaff the other night. Is it a ghost story? It's kind of a ghost story. Brilliant. I was sitting in my gaff the other night and I was playing Rocket League and I felt as though there was a woman hovering in the corner of the sitting room. Like evil. An evil. I, it just felt bad. It felt malicious. What's it just get an image in your head that this yeah. woman was there and you knew what she looked like but then I went to bed and Marla was already in bed but she woke up because I was getting into bed and she told me the next morning that she felt as though a woman came up the stairs with me and was just standing at the doorway of the bedroom how can you feel that? 
I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but I feel like I could visualize it. And I felt like it was there. And I was like, Adam, ah, just bleeding tired or something. And I was trying to focus on the game more. And the more I was focusing on the game and trying not to be bothered by it, the more I felt like, oh, it's watching me. And I was just like, nah, 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 nah. And go to bed and go. I know that feeling of like being watched. Yeah. You know, when you feel like you're being watched, is it like that then? That's what it was. Yeah. Just yeah. like picturing like this woman, like you could see her, like. But in the in periphery. Like, head, like. It's in the room. It's like you can see the corner of the room there. It's just like, imagine there was a woman floating there and her hair was just floating like she was underwater I couldn't see anything but I, I felt like there was a woman with long black hair and a, a draping dress you sure you just didn't leave the back door open how I feel was that I was just paranoid I got an idea in my head and I couldn't get it out of my head but when Morris said that she felt yeah, like there was a woman that yeah. followed me up the stairs maybe there was a woman and was just waiting at the door staring at me like that you playing Rocket League <laughs> <laughs> you playing Rocket League without me? Scary shit, man. I hope she comes to you and wakes you up at night and just goes, ooh, and you get to see her. I don't actually, that'd be terrifying. That would, that yeah, that would traumatise me. Ah, you'd be alright. Who was it though? What was it? Do you think that shit's real? Sometimes I feel like someone's watching me in my gaff. I always feel like... And it's, it, it's usually just Amy or the dog. In the corner of the room? Up on the ceiling? Doing the pill on the mat. Who, Amy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the dog's just on the couch. Go what are you doing? Clean that up. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> ah, he was peeling on the mat. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, so creepy. Such a creepy experience. I'd love to see a ghost. I invite demons in. I'm inviting them now on the podcast. Not demons, actually, no. Let me rephrase that. Don't want to be possessed. Casper. A lovely, friendly ghost. Yeah. A little bald-headed ghost. Yeah, look. Why Kasper. does Casper have no hair? None of them have hair. Do you kind of have little swirly bits on the top that looks like hair? I remember I had, uh, when that film came out, you used to get fridge magnets, glow-in-the-dark glow fridge in the magnets dark, yeah. in the Rice Krispies yeah. or cornflakes or something. Or whatever. And I used to launch the cornflakes in the bin and go, give me that. All I want is the fridge magnet. <laughs> the joys of being an only child and middle class. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing away food and demanding the toys. <laughs> Love it. So jealous. I watched the Truman Show. You never watched it before. How do you what do you so think? I, I watched parts of it, like, but I never sat with it. And I, I, it's one of them films that I was convinced I seen before, but I didn't. Yeah, a lot like Harry Potter. When I watched all the Harry Potters, I realised I didn't see like five of them. Yeah, just probably all of them. But what a fantastic, fantastic film! Masterpiece, isn't it? Oh my god, like, isn't that's it? Just so good, like. It's so funny. So you're saying that because we were talking about Truman Show in the last episode and we started talking about that because I said we were talking about never seeing dead pigeons. Yeah. And I'm after seeing another three dead pigeons. And I'm seeing them everywhere now. And I'm convinced I'm in the Truman Show. Do you feel like it could be possible now? When I watched it, I was like, who's to say that this isn't like that? Yeah. And everyone's like an actor. And I looked at Amy after watching it. I was like, tell me the truth. <laughs> She's like, fuck off. Leave like, just a bleeding film like, yeah, yeah you would say that you would say that <laughs> like imagine what it was like for Jim Carrey because his real life is like the fucking Truman Show because he's a superstar like mm. and then he went off the map and I don't think it was after that film but it was no it was after the, the one about stand-up comedian fucking Andy, An Kaufman. Andy Kaufman remember there was a documentary was... me myself and Andy and it was like him on set and he yeah, was yeah. like absolutely Bonkers. off the walls like. that was very strange yeah. I thought it was what after what a fucking documentary though I thought it was after Popper's Penguins yeah. <laughs> the Penguins man there's too, there's too fucking many of them <laughs> rolling my fucking head 
But yeah, I thought I'd bring that up because I watched it. Um, it's a good film, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And then I watched uh, Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Did you never watch Beetlejuice never before? before? I watched it like two nights ago. And like the CGI, man, like obviously is really bad, like yeah. as of the times, but it's really bad. Oh, it's claymation. Claymation, like the... yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck? But uh, Michael Keaton in that is brilliant. It's fantastic. And I think he only has like 12 minutes screen time or something. Yeah, yeah. Like he's only like in the whole, a very, the very small Beetlejuice time. and it doesn't even feel like he's a part of the film no. till like the end of it. It just should have been called Two People Are Dead <laughs> and Get On With It. Watch it. <laughs> Do you know the screen time that Michael Keaton was oh. in it for? Well, the film is only like an hour and a half, an hour and 35 minutes. Oh, but he's only in it for like 12 yeah. of them minutes. I think Malfoy in the yeah. whole Harry Potter series is in it for like a half hour or something. 14.5 minutes. That's mental. Like Beetlejuice is Beetlejuice. It's Michael Keaton. Yeah. And then you see like around Halloween time on the, the costume shop websites is like yeah. Beetlejuice costumes everywhere. And he literally only wears the prison outfit. Is it a prison outfit? Just like a stripy white, yeah, white yeah. black suit, yeah. But it's only in the very end like he's wearing that. Yeah. And I thought like even on the cover of it it's him wearing that. And I thought the whole film's based around him like mm. and he's wearing, that's his iconic costume. But it's like right at the very end it's only in it. Like, Yeah. Absolutely steals the show. Some Oscar winners with low screen time. Anthony Hopkins, probably the most famous one. Oh, Silence of the Lambs, yeah. 16 mm. minutes. 16 minutes, that's 16 that's minutes. nuts. But what a 16 minutes though. Makes you feel like it's longer than that though. He never blinks. In that in that film, like he never Hello, blinks. Paris. It's good to see you again. Alan Arkin from Little Miss Sunshine, 14 minutes. Never saying that. Stick that on the list. Stick that on the list, yeah. My God, it's a great film. The record is Beatrice Strait in the film Network from 1976. I presume you love Network. I don't even know it. I've never what? even heard of it. Yeah, no. <sighs> never heard of it. Oh, Joe. The 70s You're films. Fall in love all over again, Joe. Really? Oh, this is right up your street, yeah. Let me hear it. It's about a, a newsreader who just cracks up on air one night. He goes on this brilliant rant live on camera. Basically tells everyone, I'm fed up. I'm not going to take it anymore. And <sighs> the world is an illusion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to watch that. Anyway, Beatrice Strait, who was in that, she was on screen for 5 minutes and 40 seconds and she won Best Supporting Actress. What about, it made me enough for good reviews. Marlon Brando. Yeah, Marlon Brando. I think he won an Oscar for The Godfather, but I think he's only in that first short amount of time. Less than an hour is just what jumps up here when I Google that. Oh, that's a long time. That's a big, that big is a chunk. <laughs> yeah, the film's about two and a half hours long though, but still significant. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think. See if I can guess of any great performances that have won Oscars. Did Ben Affleck win Best Supporting Actor in... Right, no, he didn't win an Oscar, did he? He's won two Oscars. Best Original Screenplay. Fargo. No, Goodwill Hunting, Best Original Screenplay and... The Town. Best Picture. Oh, I thought you said Fargo. Argo. Argo. Fargo. Argo, fuck Ar- yourself. <laughs> ah, Fargo. We call it that. He won it for Argo, yeah. Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> what else? I go to the IMDb top 250. And when we hit one you haven't seen, you can make that next on your list. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Shawshank Redemption. Yes. The Godfather. Yes. The Dark Knight. Yes. Godfather Part 2. Yes. 12 Angry Men. No. Well, tell me what it's about. It's... Jordy. Yeah, Jordy. No. It's liberating. I didn't see that. It's black and white. Won't be watching it. <laughs> Schindler's List. It's also black and white. <laughs> okay. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Oh, yeah. Wait, ha- let's go back. Have you not seen Schindler's List? No. Have you not? Liam Neeson. Good actor. No, I haven't seen it. I love him in Dark Man. He doesn't even like Schindler's <laughs> List. He doesn't like his performance in Schindler's he List. No. Right, so there's two that I haven't seen. Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, yeah. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Oh, yeah. Forrest Gump. Yes. Fight Club. Yes. The Two Towers. 
Lord of the Lord Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah. Inception. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Yep. The Matrix. Yep. Goodfellas. Yep. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yep. Seven. Yep. I haven't seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. What? I know. Uh, what? Uh, what? You're going to love that too. What do you mean you didn't see it, Kathleen? <laughs> <laughs> that's Jesus that's been on me. I know. It's the 70s, isn't it? It's, oh, no. It's something about the, it is, isn't it? But it's so about the 70s era. It just didn't understand what it was and it's just so shy. It's like they just got colour. 70s, I think, will be widely accepted as the best decade of cinema. No way. No, I disagree. No I way. Think Star Wars, Jaws, uh, Taxi Driver, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I mean, it's that's a good argument. Now let you mention it. But they're all lay, are they? Lay 70s into the Godfather. <laughs> so, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, seen it. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. City of God. That's the subtitled movie in Brazil. Mexico, is it? Brazil, yeah. Brazil, Brazil. No. It's a good film. Subtitles. Do, there's some of these films that I'm surprised. This Black and white and subtitles. Black and white and subtitles. <laughs> I don't think that I'd do it. I'm surprised that some of these are like, really about 25 now, 30 in. 24. Yeah, I'm surprised some, some of them some. are in there. Like. Yeah. This is IMDb, like, there's a bit of fan fandom yeah fandom the if this was on and we weren't invited <laughs> why would we be invited to that because we're on the telly doesn't matter it's the Irish film and television awards don't even get a blade look in Did we, where was it anyway I, I love that like that audience. was in the convention centre isn't it I don't think it was it looked like it was just in a, a function room in Finglas or something. <laughs> <laughs> was your mate there Barry Cogan I didn't see him there no. not that I was there but I didn't see him in any of the highlights or anything no, I think he's I think he's still in LA. God love him. Imagine him still being in LA. I'd rather piss myself for a whole year. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> than be in LA. Yeah. What you get up to this week? I'm only back from London and as I said, I was over there for Morda's birthday and I had a bit of a toothache before I was going over and I didn't deal with it and I just got worse. And the night before we were flying out, I didn't get a minute's sleep because it was just dull pain. I couldn't even tell which tooth it was in. It was just pain. It starts to become like a phantom pain as well, where it's coming from every tooth. Everywhere. It was even in my ear. It was fucking killing me. So you when we got teeth in your ear. Weird. Did it affect you when you fly it? When you when fly it? When you flow. <laughs> when you flew, you know? Yeah, when it when, when you I, flew. It got worse, yeah, with the altitude. But then, like, I put on a brave face. I was like, I'm just going to get through this weekend. But when I was over in London, it just got way too painful. It was throbbing, and I had to go to an emergency dentist over there. And it was me wisdom tooth. But I was very impressed at how quick you can go see a dentist. Like, if you want to go see a dentist here, you have to book, like, two days in advance. It's dead handy. Really, really handy. Which was great because then I got to enjoy the rest of the trip over in London. So you got your tooth sorted the first day, was it? The first day, yeah. Set you back a few, Bob? 50 quid. Really? Yeah, 50 yeah. pounds. So I don't know what that is. 60, 60 euro. And then he gave me the, the medicines and the, the injection. And a little lollipop, yeah. And a kiss on the forehead and a sticker and sent me on my way. <laughs> what about the kiss now? No, I asked him for that. He was reluctant, but... Well, at least you asked. Yeah. yeah, it was a consensual, consensual kiss on the yeah. forehead. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> Did you go to all them experiences like the bloodbath and... Yeah, yeah. Do You meet them down the lane underneath this kind of train station. It's like going to the Amien Street there in Dublin and going into one of the arches underneath the, the train station and you put a, a pillowcase over your head and you bring it in and... So the idea is it's this psychopath spirit. Eh? He's a little bit like Leatherface from yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's a few other people that you're there with. There were six, seven of us. It's a whole experience, man. You know, there's loads of different rooms that you're going through and you have your pictures printed out and put up on walls. Like they, they scour your social media and they know stuff about you and they incorporate that into the, really? the story and they're chasing you around. You even go through this. What are they there saying to you? Shut your mouth, Chadwicks. Yeah, not Chadwicks, but they were talking <laughs> about the podcast and they were talking about the radio right. show and stuff like that yeah 
It's mad. Yeah, Hang it's on, mad. Like, that is. But they were really fucking into it. And sometimes a, when you go to these things, you feel cringy. You're like, oh, this is a little bit embarrassing. But it was they they done a, a really good job. And did the, you say they take photos from your social media and put it up on like a on the wall? On the wall, yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah. It's like a kitchen. That's some experience. Like, and you open like the fridge door, and there's a body in it, and there's blood all over the place and you're just trying to get out of the house basically and eat I don't want any cake (laughs) (laughs) so I said to you in the last episode that you had to sign a waiver saying that you're okay to be physically handled fed stripped like (laughs) everything so your man grabbed me and he fucked me into a chair and he held me down and then because it was his birthday he was like happy birthday happy birthday and started shoving popcorn into my mouth I'm fucking terrified like this is mental this is fucking mental it was lovely though was it salty or was it butter on it it candy it was like a candy popcorn very nice if they had butter on it it was very nice Uh, but it was good that was really really good and really scary and I highly recommend it and I highly recommend Dan Lenore it's a restaurant that's all the waiters are blind all the chefs are blind uh, I don't know actually about the chefs but all the waiters are blind they bring blind you into like, not a blind they can't see blind. yeah really yeah no way so when you obviously walk into the restaurant it's a normal restaurant but then you go up the stairs and it's getting dark and dark and then you go through this curtain and it's pitch black you know when you kind of have your eyes closed and, and you can sometimes see a sliver of light coming in a, a door, crack of a door yeah. this was nothing like closing your eyes and opening your eyes was the exact same thing like it's just pitch black and you had to figure out where the food was Like, and were you falling or not? no you're sitting down like but like when it's a restaurant like it's not a no, but you have to jungle get the, gym you have to get to your seat like. they hold your hand like they guide ah, you to the seat that's nice but absolutely pitch black like. yeah pitch black yeah and then you have to eat your food and you don't know what it is so it's like a surprise. What were the dishes? The starter was obviously salmon, but there was other stuff on the plate. You're like, what is that? And it, you don't know what it is. And I thought it was like onions and stuff, and but it turned out to be kind of like a radish puree, weird sort of, it's like Michelin star, gorgeous food. Imagine at the end, you were just eating away, and then they turned on the lights, and it was like people's body parts. Yeah. And they were all cannibals. <laughs> and it it's a four. It wasn't even an experience, it was actually real life. Yeah, and they weren't blind at all. They were like, ha. Gotcha. Do you know what I thought was interesting is you're listening to the waiter, you're talking to the waiter and they're like, hey, then would you like a drink? Would you like this? Just like a normal restaurant, but it's pitch black. And you, you've never seen the waiter before. So you just kind of have this idea of what they look like. But then like when they guide you out and then you see them, you're like, I did not expect them to look like that. I think it's interesting. I'd love to go on a first date and go in there, sit across from somebody that you've no idea what they look like. You're just listening to them. I wouldn't like the one on first day. I'm married and I have two kids. Both the same. I think it would be good for two single people to go on a first day. It'd be a good idea for a TV show. I think and there's just a TV be... show called Dating in the Dark and it's literally that. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. But it was good. It was really good and I recommend that as well. And what was the the play thing Remember you were saying? Where yeah, that was a thing called Born City. And this is massive. So I was saying to you, it's like 100,000 square feet. You go in, it's... They don't engage with you. I don't even know how they do it, man. It's so big. It's so big that when I went in, the first place that you go, it's supposed to be like the city of Troy or something like that. And they're kind of playing out a scene, but there's no words. So it's all kind of interpretive. You kind of have to interpret it yourself. But it's mental. And I thought that was the whole experience. There's hundreds of other people walking around and you can go up to the actors. You can follow them. They're going doing a different thing. They're going doing another thing in that room. 
But then I bumped into Marla about 40 minutes into it. And she's like, are you still here? Like, there's loads of other rooms. And I was like, what? There's like a city of Tokyo. They're all doing mad dance numbers. And then you go into some of the shops. And then in the shops, you go into the back. And then you go into back alleys. And you go... Really? And there's actors everywhere. So you're wearing a mask. And everyone's wearing a mask. And that's how you know... Like, you can follow them because they're not wearing a mask. And they're going through all these back alleys and... So it's like you just listening on conversations, like and but they're not talking. Yeah, you know, all right, right. They're not talking, so it's all kind of interpretive. Like it's not a cohesive story. Maybe it is, but you're gonna have to make it up yourself and understand it. Like I could go back next week and go somewhere different. else and follow someone different, and you could go hundred times and you'd have a different experience. It's it's it actually mental. does sound good. I know I said on last week's episode, I was like, that's you. <laughs> sounds pretty good. I had low expectations for it. I was like, this is a bit arty farty, but it's just done incredibly. What you might be most interested in, what I've done over there, was I went to the Abbott experience. So this is a... I do like Abbott. It's a theatre designed just for this show and it's a 3D projection of Abbott performing those songs on stage. And it's so fucking realistic, man. It's like looking at Abbott. Really? It's insane. You wouldn't know the difference. It's fucking nuts, man. Are they like the exact same like size as the actual like people? There was or actual like, people. Are they, are, they, are they like expanded bigger? Like no, 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 no. Like that. It's like them on a stage and then there's a live band and backup singers. They're all real humans, but Abbott is fake. But they look like they're just on the stage with them. It's fucking mental. But what I thought was the weirdest was that it just felt weird clapping after every song. Because it's like it's obviously a computer. It's a fucking like, computer. Yeah. You're, you're applauding a screen essentially, and you don't crowd interaction. They're like, "Hello, London." Pause <laughs> for five seconds while everyone's like, "Way." And if no one does that, like it's like it's like hello, money, London. money, money. <laughs> oh, they'll still react because it's just a fucking. It's a. It's like a scene just playing out in front of you. That's just pre-recorded. It's like, "Hello, London." If it was an empty stadium, it'd be just silence, and then he'd be like, "Okay, okay, calm down, calm down." It's weird. It's just bizarre that you're just engaging and reacting to. It's all prompted, then, yeah. Like it's all scripted. Is there someone behind the scenes that can like just type something in for them to say? Or no, like it's pre-recorded. It's yeah. like oh, a. It's like a cutscene in a game. Yeah, I get you. That's Eventually what it is. It like. probably would get to the point where like you can just like type it in and they just perform yeah. that and say that like. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Is there someone else you'd like to go see in, in that? Like, oh, wouldn't you like to go see? I'd like to go see Johnny Cash. Yeah. But I, I didn't like the Abbott thing. I found it very disturbing because everyone that's a fan of Abbott is old. And this is a lot of old people standing up and trying to enjoy music from their youth. And about four people passed out. With excitement? No, not with excitement. They're standing up in a roasting hot arena and they're fucking 70 True. trying to dance. To fucking gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight. <laughs> gimme, Can't gimme do it anymore. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Are they taking away in, like ambulance and yeah, carried out like Christ. on stretchers. And the show continues because it's not like if that was a real show, they'd be like, whoa, 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 everyone stop, everyone mm. stop, like give them a bit of space. If, if it was Queen, they'd be like, the show must go on. Not if someone's dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we thought that was fucking weird. Do you reckon the people are already? Probably dead. Jeez. They're old as fuck, like they're ancient. That's sad. Dusty L bleeding feckers going to see Abba in concert. They probably got wheeled out of the hospital bed to go to the fucking thing. My last wish was to see Abba. And oh, we well, actually, there. there's a good experience in London. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of the show, Abba, the old Abba, come out and they say, hello, everybody. But that's also a, pro- oh, a projection. Like, actually, Abba come out. No. Like, Did you like that? <laughs> Why didn't you just fucking do it? <laughs> <laughs> I want me fucking money back. If I was in London now, I'd have to go to that. 
I'd actually I'd go to all of them that you, you mentioned. Yeah. It's probably just hundreds more as well. Ah, yeah, ah, there's loads. Never more. ending, like really. I went to Alcatraz as well, where you you go in and they treat you like a prisoner, and they put you into a jail cell, and they put you into a jumpsuit, and you have to smuggle drink in, and then you give the drink to the officer, and then they make lovely cocktails for you. But it's all a play, like you know what I mean? It's all set up like. that performing, and you're trying to escape like the whole time. You do oh, it. it goes on for about two hours. You're trying to escape. You need to go in and get the date of his wedding off the parole officer and stuff and you're going in and you're chatting to the parole officer and you're trying to get that information and you're trying to get parole and you're trying to escape and that was good. That was a bit of crack now, I have to say. Was it hard to like fit all in? Did you feel like? It was full on. We went over on Friday. We had Saturday really and then we were back on Sunday. She. Well at least you enjoyed it. It was deadly. And I wouldn't say that. I'm usually a fucking moan bag about all this shit. Okay. And the King's coronation was on at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there was bleeding British flags and patriotism all over the place being rubbed in my face. I was like, oh, good Lord. Just above. give me an Ireland flag, will you? Here's an Ivory Coast one. It's close as we could get. Close enough. Turn it around. Stick it backwards. <laughs> yeah, highly recommend it. London Brav. Do you want to get Martin in? What about 69? What about it? Good number. <laughs> 69. We're joined by a friend of ours, Martin Eastwood. How are you doing? Going? Are you well? How are you, Joe? I'm doing good. What's the crack? All right, Darren. How long do we know each other? About 15 years, I'd say. Oh, I thought 16. Might have been 17. The thing is, the listeners don't know you, yeah. so will you give us a little bit of information on who you are? Yeah, uh, my name is Martin Eastwood. I'm an entrepreneur from Dublin. I've done a few bits of taking the, the biscuit on the telly, a few, few shows that some people might remember, like Troy McClure from The Simpsons. <laughs> And <laughs> a little bit of social media a few years ago. And uh, yeah, that's about it, isn't it? You say you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. A businessman. I'm a businessman, Joe. Yeah. Like I the have, Dragon's uh, Den? Yeah, kind of like Dragon's Den. Okay, so you're in the hot seat. I'm in the hot seat. I am the sea. The dragon. You're the dragon? You're not the dragon from Dragon's Den? I'm, I'm the dragon. Like, oil, like, when you've made more than 500 euro in a year, you're the dragon. Do you know what I mean? So I've been me. the dragon for... I've got cash. Much. 500 yeah. quid a year cash. cash on you cash money right here right just say now. 500 quid a year 500 quid a year yeah and I'm not talking rubies so, I'm talking so everyone, euros everyone's a dragon then no like, well not everyone well yeah well yeah like what makes an entrepreneur uh, would you that's just someone who starts businesses is that what yeah, you say or yeah just, I suppose I think by definition it's someone who takes on financial risk in the hope of getting a reward like a sailor work yeah like yeah. a marble few <laughs> action men some wrestlers yeah you can come up with that, though. I remember we used to make, uh, we used to write out fake newspapers and sell them door to door for fifty pence, and people just feel sorry for us. They just say, "Here's fifty p," and feck off, like yeah, keep the newspaper, like <laughs> literally making fake news, just like, like making up, is on fire. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> making up fake football results and all stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for a few quid, you know what I mean? Would you print them out, like? No, like it was 1995, Joe. Oh, there was no printer. Them with pencil, <laughs> yeah. pencil, pen to oh. paper, all day, all of us, a team of us. Yeah, it's, it's a not team. Yeah, a team. Of us. <laughs> there, was a whole, there was a whole operation going on there. It was. Before. It was. Oh. Yeah. He was in the library. She lives in '95. And a singer. And a singer. Jesus, yeah. my man of many talents. You, you used to be a bit of a singer, didn't you? Oh, yeah, oh, you or a, rapper. A, a, a comedy rapper at one did point. Did you have a, a rap persona? What did you have a name or was it just Martin? No, no, when I was a kid, you know what I mean? They called me MC Hypocrite. <laughs> M- <laughs> MC, MC Hypocrite. Hypocrite. That's really mysterious. Back in the day. What did you do? So you ra- you Yeah, like This is new to me now, so I don't know anything about this. Yeah, like you me and my mates we used to record like rap songs, we'd be making beats and doing a bit of music. 
Um, trying to think back now, there were some good people in the in the Irish hip hop scene back then, like um, MC Lunatic. I don't really if you know. Yeah, I remember Lunatic? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was deadly. So he was around at the same time. On the low from Fingless, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah all, oh. all the old classics and and can't forget Spiral. No, we can't forget Spiral. You know what I mean? Big up Spiral. But uh, yeah, no, I was just I did it for the crack sort of, you know. But well, I took it very seriously at the time. So like, you made a track, right? Yeah. I remember this track years ago called the Funky Track. Yeah. Funky Track. That's right. So when did you bring that out? That when did that drop? It dropped. <laughs> I dropped two thousand and ten. I was 16 at the time. Yeah. And uh, we recorded a little music video. I remember with, that. You remember that. That's all oh, nothing all about that. You asked me to be a part of it and I refused. Exactly, and you refused. You told it out. Raging now because it would have been on my IMDB. 100%. But you had done a music video in the U Club, was it? We recorded it upstairs. We recorded part of it up there and we recorded some of it in the local curry shop. I won. <laughs> Chris, Ling. Chris Curry. Ling. Shout out to Chris, Chris Ling. Ling and Fingless. We love you, Chris. What a man. Best Curry and Fingless. Best chicken doubt. balls on the planet. But then uh, you brought, you went and auditioned on yeah. the X Factor with it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was very random because I was living in uh, Belfast at the time, right? Uh, it was so funny. I was doing like a music production and promotion course up there and they put me in this host house with a lady named Patricia. Oh, my name is Patricia. Her husband talk called like Brian. She talked like that. Okay. And Brian actually got his leg blown off in a pub bomb. And we never knew Brian's leg got blown off until one day me and my housemate went down for breakfast and he had one and a half legs. And we were like, Brian, what happened to your leg? And he explained he got it blew off in a, in a pub bomb. And uh, we were on YouTube and we seen this video, Tulisa Last Call for X Factor Audition is. And I had no intention of actually going on the X Factor. Like, like it wasn't that. the plan when no, you it was the never a plan to go on never, the X Factor. Never a plan. And we seen the video and I was like, well, I do over the crack. And he was like, yeah. And before I knew it, it just it ended up happening. It was mad. It was great crack. Did you get through? I got as far as the television stages, so three stages I made it through. Well, there's a count. The first one was like a online video audition. You send a clip, got past that. Then they flew me to London. We done this like... Uh, Paid for it. They didn't there. <laughs> Paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you may have to believe in auditions. I'm going to pay for all them. Pay for that. And then I remember... Where it, was it? It was in... So starting in London... We done two auditions there, and one of them was from someone from Simon Cowell's record label, and then after that it was Manchester in front of I think it was like must have been five or ten thousand people at uh, I think it was Manchester Arena SSC Arena or something yeah, like yeah. that. That was a crazy day. It was deadly. It was good crack. And when you were saying Louis Walsh, were you were like, "It's Louis Walsh." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Stop saying my fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> he knows it. <laughs> Stop saying my fucking name. <laughs> we kind of dropped that the odd time on the yeah. podcast, so I'm happy you, you, you knew that one. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, no, no, it was very chill, like you know, but it was good. Like it was good crack. Was the uh, party that thought I might get through here? I thought because the audience were really on my side that they might let me through as a comedy act, like a Roiland or a yeah, Denver yeah, or a, so, a you know what I mean, or a Wagner. So I just wanted to be there for the crack, like yeah, yeah. And they were like, "Listen, like you're rapping, like this is a singing competition. Fuck off, like." Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the in the song, like you're on the stage performing, yeah. obviously, but in the song, like you're rapping about high one, mm. which is every like Go to high one for a. Hot three and one and, and a bottle, bottle of Sprite. Sprite. Wherever you like, I do what I have to do. Not a question of yes, no, when, where, or who. I've been to all the places, no, not in the better. I don't want to sing it all. Yeah, no, come on now. 
We heard this is not the fucking yeah. X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> so you you were talking about Fingless, which they have no idea about. Three and ones, I'm pretty sure they have no idea. And Sprite, which I think they have no idea. Mel B from the Spice Girls was like, he's talking Jamaican. Yeah. No, I yeah. wasn't. No. You know what I mean? I was talking about a lovely curry uh, <laughs> when you come out with the shit and the M&M thing where he changes his voice up, you know, when he's doing like, my salsa makes all the pretty girls. Yeah, that yeah. That kind of thing. Like, yeah, I don't know what he does. Yeah. But was there any buzz when you came back then to Dublin? Oh, the, was there was a parade? Crazy. Was it? I, I remember the parade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Me and, and the owner of High One. <laughs> he loved that. He loved that. I, I tell you one thing about the best part about it was like that was like being famous overnight, which was the stress. Because like you remember how big it was back then. Oh, millions yeah. and millions yeah. of me instantly famous overnight, which was weird. So. What came first then? Uh, the X Factor or Force Dates? The X Factor. By about uh, seven years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Force Dates was 2019 actually. Or that was only the other day. So what happened there? Did, was it, um, did you get a date out of it? I can't really remember. Oh, it was dreadful. It was dreadful. Yeah. I, I entered that for a bit of a crack as well. You know, it was a bit of an accident and... Uh, like, do you know, before you go on... I accidentally filled out this really long period. <laughs> 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 Find a bunch of documentation, yeah. I'm always curious, what's it like going on... Imagine going on a first day and there's cameras all over the place. They're very discreet. Are they? Yeah, they're hidden like air fresheners. So you, it's... You don't really know, you know. It's a good <laughs> Yeah, You don't really know. But the I'll tell you the weirdest thing about going on a TV date, right? There's no background music because obviously they're going to edit the yeah, sound yeah. and blah, blah, blah. So that's a bit weird. Imagine some sitting with a stranger in silence and there's TV cameras oh. <laughs> in the way all over the gap. It was mad, like, you know. Well, all right. Well, then let, let me just get... I, I'm curious about the background of the first dates because I went up to the, the Gibson with the missus before the show before and I was like... And they were filming for States Ireland. Yeah. And I was like, oh, can we go in? Because I wanted to be, a, there's back, you can apply to oh, be yeah, a yeah. background dater. Uh, that's who everyone in the background, they're actual people. So we wanted to be on it. I actually think that you'll be great. Do you know the front from the houseman on four states? The what you call him? The man. Oh, I'm not fancy, but what you call him? The, the maitre d'. You'll be a great maitre d', Joe. That's the nicest thing anyone has ever said. Drop a I'll comment. Be a good receptionist. <laughs> he doesn't get a lot of compliments no, like that good. on the podcast. But <laughs> and do I make a good barman? You would be. That could be a thing. If you grew out the beard. the bar while they're waiting on the date, like, and you could be the, what's it, the mattress? The mattress, the, the major day. The Emma mattress. Oh, that would be good. They actually should give you us that gig. That'd be deadly. I think the two people there are very like, though. But, I, but I want to know, know how weird. awkward that is. I want to wanna know how awkward it is when you have a shit day, which yeah. it was a shit day. Yeah. Well, I did, we, excuse me, we had a bit of crack and all, but we knew it wasn't going anywhere, you know. It was just like, your woman wasn't having a bit of it. Like, she was like, Oh, you probably don't know how to use a knife from far because you're from Fingless. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, all that. And now I just went, Yeah, and yeah. What the hell? The whole of Fingless <laughs> was like so offended when she said yeah. that. She was gone, like she was ruthless. But uh, she got slaughtered on Twitter for that. So. so then after the date, then, where before you go into the post interview, before you decide, like, do you just want to be together or not? Did you just kind of say that was a bit shite, wasn't it? No, no comment. No like, comment. No, nothing at all. No comments. Like they, what they do is they tell you like the date is over and you get a bill. I'll give you a little background story. They they give you a twenty euro voucher off the bill. <laughs> you don't even pay for the bill. No, they don't. And you know why I said no? I was just curious why that was. Like, and they were like, uh, "We want to simulate a real dating experience when the bill comes." Yeah, cheap bastards. That's smart, isn't it? <laughs> Saving on the production budget. Did you sign a waiver that you're not allowed to discuss this? I did actually. When does that expire? It's probably expired. Probably expired, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's expired. Uh, yeah, it was gas, and then they just bring you to a room, and we start who goes first, and 
we both knew like it was going to be the old red card. So the red card. interviews and then the together interview and and then you go off in a in a taxi. Um, and did he pay for it on the company card? They do. And the taxi oh, well, driver yeah. turned around and said to me. Uh, would you mind if I took the long way around because this is on the RTE account <laughs> oh really oh. really I said no I cannot condone fraud I can't <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm I said sure, absolutely yeah. take nice. me the direct route home fast because I am not <laughs> I'd, taking I'd a just from RTE said, how disgusting of you let me out here yeah, I will walk I the rest of the way I now to be honest <laughs> you, you dirty scammer <laughs> RTE don't have that much money for you to be earning an extra tenner on this journey Get up out that. then you went on the late late show that was, the, oh, that was some buzz <laughs> was that from to promote the, the it was part of it. Yeah, they, they were doing oh, yeah, this yeah. Uh, this uh, show around. <coughs> they were trying to get as many young people in Ireland together and blah blah. And like I remember, I got a phone call from the producer and was like, "Ryan, senior episode of Forced uh, Dates, and he wants to have you on the Late Late Show." And I, ne- I nearly dropped. I was like, "That's the coolest thing ever." They kind of just say <laughs> that. You know you're saying it just. Yeah, yeah, that's all bullshit. <laughs> but like, it was still great. It I was good. like, Here, what Friday night? So I, I rang me mate. I rang Quinner. Quinner is is our mate. Um, How would you describe Quinner? Did you ever see J.O. the Inbetweeners? Yeah, he's like him. Like, Waffler. <laughs> so you brought him. Yeah, I brought Quinner, and uh, so it ended up then that the, John C. Riley from Step Brothers was there, right? From Step Brothers, I you like know, that. That's the that's, that's the thing, right? So I'm anyway. It was good crack, and he he t- I was having the chats with him, and he he thought it was a right fucking angel. We were having a good laugh. We were, and Quinner said he was backstage with John C. Royley having a bottle of Heineken while I was down doing the interview. Five lamps, and they were watching in the green. And we said <laughs> John C. Royley was just breaking his bollocks, laughing at me on the telly. Like, really? Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> in the interview on the Late Late Show, yeah. you did your best to fit in. Who you are and what you're about. Oh, did you like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, now, I've used that clip over and over again because it's yeah. good promotion. You know what I mean? They gave me a lot of screen time. Four or five minutes of straight talking on the telly. Like, I was delighted with that. You were telling them about um, how you sold bars of sweets in school or something? Told them everything. Told what was that? Everything. Uh, no, it was when, like, when I was eleven, I had a sweet shop out my front garden, <laughs> <laughs> and I used to sell the kind of chocolate to the kids. <laughs> I'd go up to the Ferdy House Market and get boxes of chocolates, and I'd be taking the wrappers off. You know, six months out of day. I still remember the prices: sixty six months out of day. The old to be grey. <laughs> no, don't know, like they didn't know. Right, that's not that doesn't say anything about my ethics. I was a kid, but sixty p for an arrow I charged eighty p for a Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> and like load of jellies and all you know you had the ice cream van out of business uh, yeah no but there was a corner shop that did actually coincidentally go out of business but I'm sure it wasn't anything to do with that now you know what I mean <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah of course yeah, like yeah. chocolate bars I don't even have children I knew that <laughs> I have two children and I have no idea what you're talking no. about Martin for someone listening who wants to know like or do you want to know, Joe? I don't know. Uh, like how to get rich quick. Like what's the quickest way to get ri- rich? Obviously taken from your autobiography. That's in essence now. There's a get rich quick scheme. You can get yourself a little bit autobiography and get that out. That'd there. be cool. Yeah. yeah. Get ri- oh, it, maybe a good be book a good would be. Mm, is I don't know. You, you tell me or yeah. tell us. Get rich quick. The fastest way. Look. There's a difference between being rich and being wealthy, right? Say, get, 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 is, get, yeah. get, oh, get financially comfortable quick. Yeah, the fastest way you can do that is learn a high income skill. Number one, you need to learn a high income skill. Which is? Which could be copywriting, writing ads for businesses. Do backflips. Online do backflip? advertising. Or could run real fast. Know, selling high ticket no. offers. 
there's lots of things you need. What to, does that mean? Like the copyright thing? What copywriting is the people who write ad copy for businesses. So people who who write like ads for any kind of business that is looking to advertise online, and they can charge a hefty fee for it. So if you learn a simple skill like that, for example, that's one of many. You know, you get get yourself to ten grand a month relatively fast, and that's probably your best shot at getting. I don't want to say rich quick, but it's fastest way to get your income up quick to six figures, definitely. Do you think it's a case that like people aren't like comfortable or they can't leave the job because like they don't believe yeah. that it's achievable? Yeah, one hundred percent. When you're telling me that, I'm like bollocks. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done that like, why doesn't everyone do that yeah, like, that like, really but like not bollocks I don't think no, it's I hear bollocks yeah, like, I think it's just like the mind just goes there like it thinks ah, that can't be possible that's not for me you know I can't do that or whatever but you can do it of course you can do it you just need to believe you can do it and then you need to follow a path that other people have done it successfully in and of course you can do it anyone can do it you want that Anybody. secret buzz <laughs> no, no, I'm on that fucking hard work bus. Anyone can make a hundred grand a year and more. Anyone, 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 anyone will have Boy. a brain, and it doesn't even matter if you're intelligent. It doesn't matter if you're high IQ. None of that. It doesn't even matter. Anyone can make a hundred grand a year. Anyone. Does anyone. it involve a few backhanders? No, no, definitely not. Legally. League. <laughs> the boys Legally. are like about to leave their seats and walk out of the studio. <laughs> like, anyone. That, like, anyone. Anyone. Not everyone can be an ad copy writer. What? Like, not everyone. No, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you. <laughs> like, say you're in the box room in your ma's gaff and you're playing Rocket League. Rocket and, you're League. On the, and you're not the picking up your scratcher and you're like, ah, that's not enough. How, where, yeah, how would yeah, someone you see, how do you go from the position? scratcher to the 100k? Well, there's one thing that you need Quick. to have that I can't give you. Right? You need to have desire. If you don't have a desire to reach that income level, it's not going to happen. No matter what you learn, it's not going to happen. You need to want it. If you don't really, and I mean want it, if you don't really want it, it's not going to happen. It's as simple as that, you know? I had a great idea, right? Yeah, go for it. And I don't think it's a great idea anymore mm. because it sounds stupid when I think about it. Right. <laughs> but if I was to go on, like, the Dragon's Den, yeah. I have an idea, right, to get, like, a bin on the back of every chair in the cinema so you can put your rubbish in. I like that. You like that? I like that. Stinking. It will be stinking. No. Stinking. But, I but it gets changed like what before those every film. In like. Air no fresheners in the bin. There's already yeah. no leg space. Air fresheners in the bin, Joe. Bigger seats. But that means less revenue. But like, the biggest thing you can fit in it is like a large Coke. I kind of like that idea, yeah. Like, because people just throw their rubbish on the ground, don't they? And it's easier for the staff to just take the bin off, or take the bag out, Throw yeah. it into a bigger bin. No, but it's just sweep up the floor and it's just one big sweep and then pick it up. Is that a end. good idea? I, I kind of like it. If I came to you and said, Martin, I have this idea, mm. give us two million. <laughs> two million for it. And I'll give you a 5%. <laughs> no chance, no chance. It is kind of an interesting idea, yeah. Like, yeah, it's weird though. Mm. You have too much time in your hands, have you? I did at one point in my <laughs> life, yeah. <laughs> did you, did you have a pattern, Martin? No, uh, not apart from me songs. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, song. I copyrighted Funky Track. <laughs> never patterning and did you never pattern the dance floor off a wedding? No, a, no, because I didn't make the dance floor. I just bought it. But like a section of it. No, no, never patterning. No. Right. <laughs> what about now? Hear me out. I love these questions. A football stadium. 
Right. Don't right. even fucking say it. <clears throat> right. <laughs> beds in the stadium. Do you think beds and football? Do you think that's a good idea? Beds, pitch side. If you're you're yeah, not a fan of football, fan. are you? I don't watch much football. So to be honest, if you're if you're a fan of football, Would you, you want you want to lie down on a bed watching the match? I'm going to be honest. I don't. I don't think so. Not on a bed. No, no, no. not if you're there. No, I don't think so. If Joe. everyone was doing it, you'd feel stupid if it was just one bed. But like, how are you going to drink your point if you're lying down on the bed? Like, He's, well, like, you're just kind of lounging. You're lounging back in it. Like, straw you're not, or something. You're not sleeping. Oh, you're in not the sleeping. You're lying back. But you're, lounging. you're lying down though. No, I wouldn't like that. now no, not if you're trying. If you're in it, like, you know what I mean? You have people like Millwall, Millwall, and you're just like football. Millwall. It's cold at stadiums. <laughs> Nothing worse than. Shivering in the stands yeah. of a football match. Mm. Now imagine jumping into a cozy warm bed with a, wa- a water bottle. I mean, I'm, yeah, well, now you're selling it a bit better. Huh? Sponsored. That's Sponsored. the business. Yeah, it would That's work the in business a, mind. Then. It would probably work in a suite, but maybe not the main set because they're not going to be able to afford. If you're in a suite, you're away from the action. You these beds have well, to be pitch side. Jesus, imagine how much that would cost though. The average person couldn't afford sponsored, but they're, they're sponsored beds, sponsored by Dreams, sponsored by Emma Mattress, Go-Low. sponsored by Golow. Yeah, Golow are sponsoring mattresses now. Yeah, Mattress Mick won't be happy. Mattress Mick, he'd sponsor them. He'd be up for it. He'd come in here swinging hooks if we say anything about him. What do you think? Would you invest? No. All, I, all I'm looking for is an initial investment of five hundred thousand or three point four percent of the business. Three point four percent. That's pretty low. That's and quite low. Yeah. My projections are in uh, five year projection. All across Europe, every football stadium will have yeah. at least one hundred beds. So yeah, each bed will cost. Each bed will earn ten grand a year. Right, right. So you're looking at a hundred grand per stadium. Yeah. So yeah, over a five year period, you're talking millions. Yeah. So you're valuing the three percent, five hundred grand. You're valuing the business at about fifteen million. They're about. To. We have to take into consideration yeah. here. Right. That it already exists. But Fuck that's off. in the suites, not pitch side. Not ah, pitch yeah. side. Ah, pitch right, side. Right, right, right. Yeah, like, <laughs> which is where the value is. Yeah, pitch side. Yeah, yeah. They well, I mean, look. In fairness, they would sell, but getting the contracts would be the hard part. I'd say. Do you want a podcast? Sorry, I've been quiet until this point, Martin. You don't need to humour him on this. This, frankly, Martin's disgusting. A, Martin. Yeah. Is yeah a, thank you. Well. Martin is a clever. <laughs> give us your honest opinion. <coughs> yeah. Beds in football stadiums. No, I, I'd be honest. Beds in football stadiums, Joe. I, I don't think it'd work. They'd sell out, and it's 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 a it would be a spectacle. The cameras would be drawn to it. People's eyes would be drawn to it. Right. The girls that don't like football would enjoy it. I'm telling you now, that's a big market missed now. That's a that's a fantastic idea. Well, but, we could test it if someone's listening. You know what I mean? We, they have, they I already, already put said out it. Majority said what No No right, okay. They didn't I put out well, Majority was, said was yeah majority, well, sort of, Yeah it was It was, 30, it was about 2 to 1 Yeah 2 yeah. to 1 But like 38% of people said yes Would you boy They were all just I like would saying love yeah to Because go, they, to go see, Imagine going to see Manchester United Versus Man City On a, and on a bed On a bed oh. Now it's nah, not nah. for me Here look we've been here before <laughs> We'll go around the bend about it But <laughs> So you're not investing It's a no from you It's a no from me Sorry Joe And what about the bins on the cinema I seat. mean, I feel like someone's going to fuck It's very it. convenient. I'll be honest. A bit, uh, look, it's if I'm having to pick between yeah. the two businesses, I probably, I'm sorry, but Joe, but I'm going to have to go with the bins. But is, got, is that just because this stinky, one? Stinky cinemas, fine, whatever. Right. Whatever. <laughs> what, but what was be going in that stinky, though? The rubbish. It's like <laughs> empty. Popcorn. Hot dogs. And hot dogs. Do you not like the smell of a hot dog? Cheesy nachos. You're supposed to all. finish them. Eat them. The salsa. Then throw away the cardboard. Oh, you don't see hot dogs on the ground in cinemas. 
No. Why are they going to be in a fucking bin? No, yeah. No, they're too expensive to throw in the bin. How much are they? You can 10 or 11. fucking afford <laughs> 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 Extra large. I'm here for the working man. <laughs> Get the Extra large. Put them here, back. actually, I was in uh, well, Istanbul uh, Airport a few weeks ago. 25 right. euro for a beer that I'm Say that again laptop. from the start to cut over you. I was in Istanbul Airport a few weeks ago. I got charged 25 euros for a can of beer and a hot dog for my microwave. In Turkey? In Turkey. Now, isn't that a joke? I, was I would have got a new pair of teeth for that. I was charged... <laughs> f- I was charged... F- what? <laughs> <laughs> I was charged 40 quid for two hot dogs. That's a wind-up. Uh, and two packs of Crips in Universal Studio. Two packs of what? Crips. Crips? Yeah. <laughs> You walk on hunky darties. <laughs> get, get him out of here. <laughs> oh, that's a cracker. That's a cracker. I don't, I don't fucking, I don't fucking work for hunky darties. I was fucking, giving it all to him. I had to give it to you. A it's fucking, it's fucking seasonal work. <laughs> You're a contractor. Stop saying my fucking name. Who's a dirty smelly oak? Yeah. Who's the most famous person you've ever met? The John C. Reilly Probably Or Joe John C. Oh, John, John Terry well, walked past John. me there a few weeks ago in That's not meeting so Someone walking past uh, yeah, doesn't no. count John C. Reilly John C. Reilly probably is the most famous Patrick yeah. Harrington Saoirse Ronan Darren Conway Joseph McGuckin <laughs> uh, Own oh, the man. producer Getting better there now <laughs> um, Own uh, being on top of the list Yeah Number one obviously There you go He loves a compliment You know what I mean And uh, yeah I know there's been more but I just can't I can't think Okay, I have a story. Go for it, Joe. On your social media, you used to run competitions. Facebook, wasn't it? Was Facebook and Instagram, yeah. Right. But on. And one of the competitions that you ran was to, you were giving away your car. Yeah. Wasn't it if you reached a certain amount of followers? It was, yeah. Wasn't that number like really it, high? It was really high. <laughs> <laughs> no, the way I figured it was, I was like... Actually, I was sitting in fucking Costa one day and I was trying to come up with like PR ideas, you know, because I'm a little PR ho. I was <laughs> at the time. And uh, I was just looking at the car outside and I said, you know, there has to be more value in this. You know what I mean? If I could just... That's the business mindset. Now. Yeah, yeah. And I said, I think I had like nothing, like 4,000, 5,000 followers or something like that at the time. And uh, I was like, right, if I reach 100,000 followers in one month from today, which was, I gave the date... I'm going to pick someone and give away the car. What How car? many followers? Uh, many followers? If what I reach 100,000 followers. 100,000 followers. In a month, I was at like four or five. I thought it was 50. <laughs> right? And and uh, it was a Mercedes. And um, yeah, but everyone loved it though. Like, Well, I don't know whether they loved it or they thought I was an arsehole for coming up with such a good idea. But <laughs> all the media were ringing me yeah. looking for interviews and all. And they were like, uh, you know, you really think you can do it? I was like... Look, if I do hit it, I will give it away. Like, I will give it away, no doubt, because all the traction would be worth the loss of the car, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, I could turn mm-hmm. that into more money than the car is worth. So I remember at one point, your competitions was <coughs> as big as winning streak. <laughs> <laughs> Spin the wheel. The game show on Monday nights. Amy's ma used to be like, Martin's on on what <laughs> yeah, Monday, Monday, Monday night every Monday, Monday night Martin's on, on that Monday night he's giving away a grand yeah <laughs> <laughs> Cash. Yeah, really yeah, want Amy, ah, we love you no I tell you one thing I, that was deadly at the time because I remember I'd sit there every Monday on the game show and it was really really popular with women who were aged like 
40 to 60, I would say. They'd oh, they did? all yeah. watch it. They loved it. They loved it every week. And uh, it was great crack. Like, I remember one time there, you know what I mean? There was We got like 50,000 views on, on the show, like on a Monday night on Facebook. That was wild. I was like looking at it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is crazy. It's cool crack, though. Remember I used to comment? I remember, yeah. What did I used to say? You said... How did that gobshite get on the telly or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> something like well, that. I used to like write in a I know him and stuff like that. So was now a I say I know you. There's a competition yeah. that you ran and it was to give away a telly. And I was like, ah, and I was looking for a <laughs> that telly. That was my time. telly. No, it wasn't. He it was wasn't. giving away his personal item. <laughs> okay. I, I, I always <laughs> gave I away give you me jocks. <laughs> <laughs> Martin's raffling his yeah. trousers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At nine o'clock on Facebook Live. <laughs> with 50 quid in the back pocket. <laughs> I won't even wash them. <laughs> you can have them raw. They still oh. smell good. God bless. <laughs> God bless. You, uh, ent- you entered that competition? I entered one competition where you were giving away a TV, but you had to click a link on your Instagram story and I clicked the link and I had to fill out a survey and answer whatever stupid fucking know, question it was. <laughs> All right? Did you get offered life insurance? And then I got offered life insurance. <laughs> Somebody called me up. I was offering me life insurance and I was like maybe I do need life insurance <laughs> no way it fucking worked and then I was like call, oh, me, stop. call me back and call, call me back oh, uh, tomorrow that's brilliant yeah that's a cracker isn't it because when when lockdown happened me me events company got shut down you know what I mean like Fradcar just rang me and said Martin you're going to have to close down the company so I, I that's <laughs> a good impression yeah it wasn't bad was it yeah Right, Al Ford, I'm much thinking of that. So, <laughs> it, 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 that got shut down and then I had this media business, right, online marketing that I had to build up and I started working with financial advisors. Long story short. So, prior to that, I was giving away a load of free shit <laughs> for anyone who was willing to get a quote for life insurance. Come here and I'll tell you something, right? <laughs> the money, the money them brokers are making off life insurance is absolutely unbelievable. Did you make any money off that? Well, yeah, of course I did. Just off, what, yeah. How much do you make money off, off just that one thing? Well, do you know? Do it you took remember? me one month to get the business from zero to 10,000 a month in retainers. 10,000 euros a month? Yeah. And how long did that take you? One month. So you got 10 grand then? Um, in a every month? month. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It was. Off. Yeah, it was an idea I came up with. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Thanks. And uh, yeah, worked out really well. It really saved me, to be honest with you, because my events company got shut down. So, what's was that wide variety entertainment? Wide variety events, yeah. Is and, that gone? Uh, no, still here, still here. Good. Wide... I'm looking for the dance floor for my wedding in two years. Darling, I'd start you out with the lights and all. And <laughs> wide variety.eu for all of your event and wedding needs. Nice plug. You can fuck off Thanks, with that. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I set up Wide Variety Media then, which is the online market and business, and uh, that works with everyone now from financial services companies, financial advisors, dentists, shopping centres, business owners, everything. So that was really something that grew during lockdown, you know what I mean? Yeah. So C- Can I say something to you? Tell me. We're talking about <clears throat> Quinner. Quinner's a great fan. We've established who Quinner is now. Yeah. What do you have him doing in shopping centres? Dressing up as superheroes. <laughs> we said Quinner in like right. He's uh you know all right Quinner you're you're Spider Man today and he'd be like 
how much am I getting? And say, for instance, I, I'd say 100 quid. And he said, I'm not doing it for any less than 150. And I say, I'll give you 100. And he says, I'm in. <laughs> he does have them in shopping centres uh, dressed <laughs> up as superheroes. Why? Doing what? Doing what? Like face hmm. painting and all that? Part, well, of, we, yeah, the, the, part of the business. The business yeah, wide variety. Yeah, so we look after like marketing and shopping centres and we do promotional events in all the shopping centres we look after. Like Halloween, Christmas, summer events. And we just had a superhero fun day for the kids. And... Yeah, Quinno was going around the Superman running amok. Are you are you the type of person that organises um, Santa? Yeah, grottos Santa grottos yeah. like no, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, what you do as well, Joe. Yeah, he yeah. used to be the host of the Fingless Festival. <coughs> There's a Fingless Festival. The host, the host? Halloween Fingless one. Halloween Festival, and I want to put it on record now. They kicked me off and gave me the boo. <sighs> they kicked me off and gave me the boo, and they got a radio host in in my place. Who? Can I say who? Of course. I've nothing against him, by the way. What's his name? He's on with PJ Gallagher. Nobby. No, no. PJ Gallagher on the morning show. Jim, is it? Jim, Jim, Jim something. No, that's Jim, Jim and Nobby. Uh, PJ and... PJ and Declan? Jim... I don't know the fella's name. Nugent? Jim Nugent, Jim, yeah. No, no, not him. No, that's he, not him. No. Do you know on Nova in the morning time... Look, you got replaced. Yeah, I got <laughs> replaced. I got <laughs> fucked off. You got replaced they by PJ Gallagher. Yeah, mate. yeah, it's me. Yeah, I got... Like, not even, not even PJ. Yeah, not even P. I wouldn't mind if it was PJ. He's a... <laughs> love you, PJ. He's, he's not I'd like to. Either. Have PJs, PJs. <laughs> yeah. I like the way like every time he talks to somebody, he's like giving them a shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love you. Mm. Um, yeah. So is that your main gig now? Is it? Yeah, my main gig is the the company Wide Variety Events uh, and Wide Variety Media. You know, so um, what's the website? That's all I do. Do you mind? Yeah, we'll go on. Wide If you have a, an event or a wedding coming up, dot EU. Dot EU, baby, we're global. <laughs> Wideverytymedia.com. Sure being global. <laughs> I could have. I could have. We are global. Yeah. 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 Wideverytymedia.com for the online market and business. If you're a business and you need more money, like, Wideverytymedia.com. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and you make the entrepreneur to be here. Yeah, like, I, I, I need the ears. Yeah, good luck. What if we we want more listeners on the podcast? How can we make that happen? If you want more listeners on the podcast, yeah. Well, I, I'll be honest. I, d- I don't really do marketing for podcasts, but if I was used, I'd just do something mad. Like something crazy. Like a publicity stunt. So, yeah. Uh, you pretending to join Sinn Fein would work. You know what I mean? be doing that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so, so much for listening to this special episode of the Staller Podcast. Special episode? <laughs> we had our friend Martin. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're always special I almost episodes. forgot Martin was here. No, he was right here. Because like... he's gone now and we had to come back in and talk more about something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's the musical interlude. And, it was uh, a special episode. I never know. Very special episode. Uh, and thanks to Martin Eastwood for coming on. If you would like us to get more guests on, maybe you could send in some suggestions. Yeah, why not? That's a good idea. Will we use the email? Yeah, if you have any suggestions for guests, why don't you send it into Stolly at goloudnow.com. That's the same email address that you can send questions for the bonus episode of the Stolly podcast. And also, let us know if you liked the episode with Martin. And uh, we'd love to hear the feedback on that. Because we'd like to get more people in like Martin. Yeah. Just have funny stories and can have the crack with us. And keep it the exact same as it always is. Stalling. <laughs> Stall It's a Go Loud original podcast Proudly sponsored by Five Lamps The beer from our here Give us soup of that will ya Is Martin still here? I think he's outside Do you want to go for him with him? Yeah 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 That's a good shout isn't it? Yeah mum I'll have to educate him On what? 
visitandrinkaware.ie now all about responsible drinking okay Stall It with Darren and Joe a Go Loud original podcast proudly sponsored by Five Lamps the beer from Ah Here try a local in your local get the facts be drink aware visit drinkaware.ie